Welcome Inside the Vault. This is a collection of previously unreleased lessons from eight-figure entrepreneurial mastermind Arjun Robbins. And in case you didn't see the warning label, this content can be explicit and is for serious entrepreneurs only. In the final episode in our March marketing series, taken from the members-only meeting in July 2017, Arjun teaches a formula that will answer the question, how much marketing should I do? And just a heads up, this one does involve some math, but don't panic. You can follow along with a pen and paper and easily plug your own numbers into the equation. Let's go to the vault. Working with Arjan is like having a shortcut to future you. Every time I can have an opportunity to spend time with Arjan, I try to take it and be a sponge. I thought everyone was crazy. You know, they were running to the front of the stage to see this person. Arjun's wearing his crazy shirt. You know, he drinks tiger blood in the morning just for fun, and he's like breathing down my throat. Sometimes it's terrifying to work with him. It's like he's looking into your soul, but it's, it's growth the whole way. All right, uh, section two. I know that we all went to law school because we aren't good at math and we're not good with numbers and uh, we're afraid of the sight of blood. Um, Don't get hung up on the numbers. We have to do some, we have to think through some concepts which we're going to express these concepts with numbers, but they're concepts and they are ideas. And we've got to work our way through these concepts and these ideas to come down to a bottom line so that we know what marketing has to be aimed for. Because if we don't get clear on what the marketing is aimed for, then we're going to end up playing blind archery. How do you know if your marketing is or not work? How do you know if your marketing is working or not working? How many? How do you know? If your marketing brings in 100 clients, did it work? If it brings in 50 clients, did it work? Right? Because there could be one law firm where marketing brought in 100 clients and it was a disaster, whereas the other law firm... Uh, same practice area, the marketing brought in 50 prospective new clients and it was a huge success. And by the way, the, the, the situation in which it was a disaster because marketing brought in 100 clients, you know why it was a disaster? Because the law firm was only equipped to handle 50 clients. So marketing brought in uh, 50 prospective new clients Sales knocked it out of the park, had a 100% conversion rate, as if that ever really happens, but in our scenario, it did. The problem was that the production, remember there's marketing, sales, production, people, physical plant, financial controls and metrics, and then there's you and your personal goals. Personal goals, financial goals, professional goals. If the factory, if the people, if the physical plant if the working capital is only able to handle 50 new clients and marketing 
brings in 100 new clients, you're going to end up with a malpractice case filed against you, and that's no joke. You're going to end up with bar grievances filed against you, and that happens all the time. 54% of the bar grievances and 54% of the malpractice actions, it's not a coincidence that it's the same statistic, 54%, are actually the result of law firm management problems, and one of the root causes of those management problems is marketing, a mismatch between the marketing message and the product or marketing brings in too many clients and the factory can't handle it, and now you've got a backlog of pissed-off clients. Anyway, I could literally spend an entire day just talking about this single issue. It's that important. But we're going to do some math so you get to the point of understanding what marketing's got to deliver so you know if you're on track or not on track. Uh, I want to see... Good. So, we are on page 12 of the workbook. See the formula on page 12 of the workbook? If you came to our office, our office has big glass walls everywhere. And there are two walls that are covered with all of my chicken scratches to come up with this formula. And I'm not good at math. So, of course, I had to bring in uh, Mike, our chief operating officer, and Rick, our director of operations, who's a computer software engineer, to check all of my math. And it all checks out. Here you go. Ready? Annual lifestyle. Annual lifestyle is what does it cost to live the way you want to live? That's what annual lifestyle is. The house you want to live in, the car you want to drive, the vacations you want to take, the domestic services you want to employ so you are not scrubbing your own toilet, the charitable uh, causes you want to support, the people you want to support financially, all of these things take money and all of that adds up to your annual lifestyle. I don't care for purposes of this, for these calculations. It does not matter if you're taking that money as W-2 income, if you're taking that money as distributions, if you're taking that money as business expenses because the business provides you with a car and for tax purposes, it's counted as a business expense, that money still is required to support your lifestyle. So how do you want to live your life is the A plus number one most important question in everything about your business is how do you want to live your life? Come up with that number. If you don't know that number right now, guesstimate it. This is your W-2 income plus your distributions plus everything else the business provides for you, the, the dollar value of everything else the business provides for you. That's your annual lifestyle. It is equal to your disposable income after taxes. This is all the money you want to spend that doesn't have to be spent on taxes. You take that and you multiply it times one point whatever your tax rate is. If you don't know what your total tax, if you don't know what your, what your uh, tax rate is, go with 33% as a rough rule of thumb. If you don't know what your tax rate is, talk to Larry Brown about getting into his next tax workshop so you can save money on taxes.
then you take the owner's benefit margin, which don't get hung up on what your owner benefits margin is right now. In a few minutes, I'm going to show you how to come up with that number. Just, I just want you to understand the relationship. If it costs $250,000 to live the way you want to live, and you are in a 33, you're in a 30% tax bracket, you take $250,000 times 1.30 gets you, that should be $325,000. Is that right? Yes. You take $325,000 and let's say that the firm operates at a 25% margin. You divide that number, 325, by 0.25. And that tells you the gross revenue that the that is required that the firm has to that the firm has to produce. If it takes two hundred fifty thousand dollars to live the way you want to live, and you're in a thirty percent tax bracket, that means you have to earn three hundred twenty-five thousand dollars before taxes to have two hundred fifty thousand dollars left over to spend what you want to spend. Got it? Then you divide that by your benefit margin. Let's say it's 25%, meaning for every dollar that the firm grosses, 25 cents of it goes to you, from which you then pay taxes. Follow the concept? Allie, you were right. There's no way I can get this done in 45 minutes. (laughs) We will have time to go over this in more detail. Don't worry. We'll rejigger everything. We always do. Then you take your average revenue per case, your average revenue per case. Well, we have 100,000 different kinds of cases. No, you don't. If you don't know your average revenue for per, per case, a simple way to do it is you take your gross revenue from last year, take the total number of cases you had last year, divide it, and that's your average revenue per case. It's rough. It doesn't need to be exact right now. That tells you the number of cases you've got to get. Then you take that and you divide it by your show-up rate. Because not everyone who books an appointment, surprise, surprise, shows up for their appointment. Maybe you have 80% of the people who book an appointment who show up for the appointment. That's fine. Then you divide it by 0.80, and that is how you gross it up to know how many people have to book an appointment. So if you need 100 people to book an appointment, I mean, I'm sorry, if you need 100 people to show up for an appointment, and 80% of the people who book an appointment show up for an appointment, then you divide it by 0.20, I'm sorry, by 0.80, And that will gross it up to how many people have to book an appointment. Does everyone understand the concept? Then you divide that by your sales conversion rate. And that tells you how many appointments have to get booked by marketing each year. Now, if you want, divide that by 12, and that tells you how many appointments have to get booked per month. So... You've got 984 appointments booked per year using the math we just gave. 80% of them will show up for their appointment. 
of the 80% who show up for the appointment, uh, a third of them will engage your firm at an average rate of $5,000 a case, which will produce about a million three in gross revenue, which will give you $325,000 of income, which you they pay, then pay taxes on and end up with $250,000 of disposable after-tax income. Does everyone understand the concept what we're talking about here? Yes? Don't worry about the math, but you understand the concept, right? So the question is, if I want to have $250,000 of disposable income, which is the point of the whole conversation, how much do I have to gross before taxes to gross that, how many cases do I have to process per year at what average rate, and to process that many cases at what average rate, how many people do I have to sell to sell that many cases, how many appointments does our sales team need to meet with to meet with that many people, how many people have to get booked knowing that 100% of the people who get booked won't show up, which tells us marketing has got to book 984 cases a year. If marketing books 984 cases a year and 80% of the people keep showing up and a third of the people keep hiring us and our average rate still keeps being $5,000, bam, you got your lifestyle. These are the metrics you live and die by in your business. If you're not paying attention to these metrics in your business, you're flying blind. If you're paying attention to your metrics and these metrics in your business, then every month you can see when you're on track and off track while there's still time to do something about it. Do you want to know that you're off course while there's still time to do something about it month by month by month? Or do you want to run your law firm the way most lawyers run their law firm, which is they get to the end of the year after it's too late to do anything about it, and their accountant says to them, well, this is what it turned out to be. That's the way most lawyers run their law firm. That's why most lawyers don't grow their law firms as fast as we grow our law firms, because we pay attention to the metrics while there's still time to do something about it. And then every month, you and your managing partner, guess what you do every month? You do something about it. You adjust your plans based on these metrics. This is the formula that that, that is going to drive your business. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Be sure to tune in next week for more lessons from The Vault. 